intention interior trucking companies if you are relying on facility insurance you could be overpaying reduce your insurance cost by 10000 or more per truck and good news we accept drivers with only 1 years of experience to learn more just send us text by typing insurance to 3653640714 thank you and welcome to another episode of the Trucking Risk and Insurance Podcast, where John Farquhar and I, Chris Harris, uh, bring uh, interviews with uh, top trucking safety professionals, trucking company owners, and influencers. This week's guest is Mr. Andrew Stacy of Aviva Insurance, and we get right into it. But first, let me read uh, this disclaimer that uh, Andrew has asked be included. So here we go. The content of this podcast is for information and conversation only. It is not intended to be relied upon as specific direction or advice. Andrew does work for Aviva. However, Aviva accepts no responsibilities for actions taken as a result of any reliance on the information provided in this podcast. So that's uh, the disclaimer. In other words, Aviva wants to allow Andrew to participate and spread the good word. However, um, take us all, all three of us with a grain of salt because we can be pretty foolish at times. All right, with that, let's get right into this week's interview. Welcome to another episode of the Unnamed Podcast <laughs> for <Yay>! now. <laughs> all right, it's going to be called Trucking Insurance Risk Management Something or Other. Um, we don't know yet. All three. We are still waiting for your suggestions. What do we call on the new podcast that uh, features Mr. John Farquhar as the ethnic man of the world? Um, and myself, you have to put up with me. And guests like Stacy, Mr. Oh, choke, choke, Mr. Andrew Stacy of Aviva Insurance, a safety guy extraordinaire. Welcome, Andrew. Thank you, guys. It's a pleasure to be back. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. You know, it's always great to have another white-haired fella join us on this podcast, which is just phenomenal, full of wisdom and knowledge and Christmas months. Well, I know I got so much knowledge, it just fell right out. I, I noticed Andrew trimmed his beard, though. Oh, I did. I did. I, yeah, it's it's not. I'm, I'm not trying to follow the John train. Uh, it's the John Farquhar starter set. Yeah. I don't know. John's got too much hair on the top of the head. Three three men and a beard. That that's my goal. Yeah. yeah. That that would be a good name of a podcast. What are we talking about today, Mr. John? What's that well, you chose this? I did. I did. Um and, and I chose this for a couple of reasons. Uh one because it's uh fresh of mind by all means after this past weekend uh during the uh, or not this past weekend the weekend prior to this recording. <laughs> so um, anyway, but uh, there was just a, recently a virtual driver training session, compliments of the safety dog and KRTS, uh, where one of the segments talked about distracted driving. Um, so it's kind of a hot topic. It, it's something that's ongoing. But also of interest is Mr. Stacy here recently wrote an article on distracted driving as well. So I thought, hey, bit of a common theme it's a problem within the industry and i thought hey hot topic uh everybody talks about it but nobody talks enough about it so i kind of thought let's let's 
chat about it and throw some two cents worth in there. All right. So, Mr. Andrew, can you tell us what's your background very briefly, who you're working for, and why in the heck should the viewers give a give a rat's ass as to what Andrew <laughs> Stacy says. Sorry, introduce yourself, my friend. Uh, well, I'm, I'm a national uh, fleet safety loss control specialist with Aviva Insurance. Uh, I've been with Aviva now just coming on to five years. And I want to give a shout out, um, if I can really quick, because last week uh, during Trucker Week, you know, as we always sit back and, and, and I get to go see, you know, the safety people, the owners, and stuff like that. We don't get to converse with drivers as often. And so it was really nice. I went out to the sale with the AMTA, who I'm a member of, and we were passing out, uh, you know, gift bags to the drivers as they were across the scales and everything. So I know it's the week after, but I'll say that, you know, um, I'll say it now, thanks to the truckers for everything that they do. It's been a rough year, you know, so thank you for, for everything you guys do. And uh, let's hope for another good, safe year. Well, uh, trucking, trucking appreciation shouldn't just be one week out of the year. It should be every week, every day of the year. Uh, because as they say, if you got it, a truck brought it. You, you oh, this is true. And, you know, we it, it's, it's the three of us that here. I've known you guys for quite some time. Uh, we've all started in that spot. And, you know, it's it was nice to actually be able to get out and go see them. Um, you know, because of the fact, like I said, I always get to go see the other people now. I get to see us, the safety people. Um, I get to see the owners wrong with, you know, uh, with an underwriter. And actually, it was an underwriter that asked me to go out and volunteer my time to do that. So shout out to the underwriter for doing that. Melissa, I'll give you a pop there. Um, because it was a good point. Exactly. So, so were you, you went to the scale, you said. Were you out there all week or just one day of the week or part of a day? Or like what was, uh, how did that work out? I went to the Strathmore scale, which is just uh, on the east side of Calgary on Highway 1. And I was out there for, what was it, about four hours, I think, last Thursday. And uh, so it was just the one day. But they had done it at different locations throughout the week with different volunteers at, uh, at various locations and everything else. So I just happened to, to pick that one because it worked out well with the underwriter. Sure. I've seen a lot of tweets on it. So go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I was just going to say kudos to Aviva to, uh, mm -hmm. you know, say, hey, yeah, we'll pay you to go out there and, mm -hmm. you know, be our representative uh, mm -hmm. to do that. So uh, seriously, uh, that's great yeah. that the insurance industry and specifically Aviva supports you in that. Yep. Oh, we're very strong in the community when it comes to volunteering, you know, for, for a lot of different, uh, a lot of different things, but uh, they were extremely supportive in this. So, you know, I do appreciate it. It's, it's, it's good. It's a good backing. Awesome. Distracted driving. Distracted driving. Mm. Is it a problem? Not Just a minute. I got a call here. I got to take this call. I think, hello, mom, well, I'll text, mom, I'm on the I'll phone. I'll call you back. <laughs> you know, it is it is a problem. And what really got me involved with this one, it wasn't so much statistics. Now, I did some background work before I wrote the article for the PMTC. And I did look at statistics with it. And I was shocked by it, uh, just by the numbers. And, uh, you know, what my thing was is I'm an avid motorcyclist. And I like to spend my summer as much as I possibly can 
you know, out riding my motorcycle out towards the mountains, doing everything, you know, getting all that nice fresh air and, and the stress-free uh, times. John likes his, his winter buggies out in the snow. I like the summer two wheels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But every time I go out, I seem to have a problem with, you know, finding the person that's sitting there texting while they're driving or they're cutting into my lane. And when you're when you're hyper vigilant and you're out on a motorcycle, you seem to pick this out even more. And it was something that I just started to notice. And so over over the past two years, I've really spent a lot of time out on the city streets because of COVID and stuff like that. We're going to visit uh, clients and I've been taking my motorcycle. And it's ridiculous the amount of texting and driving that I see. And the response I get when I ask people, when I get up beside them to put their phone down, is pretty disheartening. Uh, some four-letter words. Yeah, read between the lines. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I I'm not going to pick on one person or the other, like whether it be uh, male or female type thing. But I can tell you, I get surprised. And I mean, I come from the, you know, the trucking industry. It's pretty hard to make me blush. Um, you know, I mean, we've all been around it and everything else like that. But I've, I've had a couple instances where I've, you know, I've had to shake my head and go, "Wow, I, I didn't see that one coming." So. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's, there's different, there's different limits to the, to the style of texting to, or, you know, distracted driving, you know, there's those that you see going down the road that you can tell they're texting, they're staring down at their lap, they've got their head buried into their steering wheel. Um, or there's the other ones is, you know, you're up in the industrial sections and they have their phone up to their face and they're talking because it's not up to their ear. So they figured that that's, you know, it's like almost like a hands-free type thing. Um, but I mean, it's, it's integrated. It's, it's a part of our life and it's a really bad addiction. And it just, I, you know, even though the statistics here in Alberta, as I was reading them this morning, seem to be getting better from 2017 on, I do believe that COVID has played a real big role in that without having the vehicles on the road as much. Um, so, you know, the police aren't being able to, uh, uh, to get them as often and stuff like that. But I mean, it, from what I see, it's, it's never ending. Uh, so uh, just to summarize, when you're on your bike, you have absolutely no problem attracting those around you who are texting and driving at the, is that the summary of it? Yeah, that's, that's very fair. You know, like I said, cause you're hypervigilant and I ride as if I'm in, you know, I have to ride as if I am absolutely invisible. So I have to watch everybody as much as I possibly and humanly can. It's part of the, you know, safety in it. And it's it's hard, but yeah, you do you do see a lot of it. Yeah, which is which is too bad. Um, you know, yeah. I know John, <laughs> yeah. this is one of the things when I phone you, I get a voicemail saying that you've been kidnapped by something or other, mil- millions or something. Minions. Uh, minions. Or yes. you're driving yeah. and your phone's yep. in the trunk. Yep. Yep. Yep, exactly. It's, uh, you know, what the sad part is we have to practice what we preach uh, and everybody preaches the same thing, but we also all have distractions, you know, so it's how we manage those distractions. Every one of us, like there's no one person you could point to to say, oh, he's got a problem with distracted driving. He's got everybody has it. We all do. You know what? We're all looking out the front window and then, whoa, that's interesting. Oh, that's kind of neat. We just took our eyes off the road for two seconds, distracted us from our task, right? Yeah. doesn't matter. It could be a billboard. It could be a sign. We all have it. 
Um, I think you have a new funky car. It's a Tesla. And uh, it has one of these great big uh, uh, iPads in the middle of it, for crying out loud. That in itself can be distracting because something could blink and, and it's going to take your, your attention away from the car. Everybody's got the problem. It doesn't matter what it is. I have a big infotainment center in the front, in the middle of my dash. Something blinks on it. Oh, I'm looking over at it. Well, so. l- let me say about the, uh, the car. Uh, in my old car, a Ford Edge, I couldn't punch yeah. in an address while I was moving. Right. Yes. In, in the, I, I've got an edge as well. The same thing. Yeah. Uh, surprised as hell when I can punch in the address Ooh. while I'm moving in a Tesla. Is that now, how do I know it? that? Being yeah. a safety guy. <laughs> so, oh, no doubt. No doubt. You know, so it's supposed I'm, to be safer in a Tesla, though, is it not? Yes, it is. And it, I think, it, and kudos to Tesla. I really think they pushed the envelope a little bit. But I'll tell you, my brother-in-law just bought a Hyundai. A brand new um, thing for $20,000, I think he paid for it. It was something ridiculously inexpensive. And it came with a heated steering wheel, heated seats, all that kind of stuff. And it's got the stay-in-the-lane controls um, and stuff like that. So... Uh, the features of a Tesla and a Mercedes and a BMW yep. are quickly dripping down into the, yeah. um, how, what do you say? Just the everyday vehicles yeah. or the more yeah. affordable vehicles. Because this Hyundai is is a great little yeah. vehicle and it's got stay in your lane. Yeah. Like, holy wow. crap. So some of, those, some of those luxury options are now becoming standard features on the lower yeah. end cars, which is excellent. It's great. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's sad to say this. I'm going to say it. Um, but people need help, you know, when they're driving down the road. Anybody that sits there and goes, uh, no, I don't need it. I'm a perfect driver, um, is lying to themselves and everybody else. There is no perfect driver out there because we're all distracted in one form or fashion. You know, so anything that will make life a little bit easier, we drive too long. That lane departure system would be great when I start to get a little tired. It would help remind me, you know what, I'm not as fresh as I was. Maybe I should pull it over, take a break, you know, park for the night or whatever be. But there's great safety features out there, but we kind of want to balk at them. Well, you know, some of us do. And then others don't have the safety features, but continually be distracted because they don't really want to stop, you know, which is a problem. Let me ask Andrew a question. Sorry, Andrew, you were going to say something? Yeah. Oh, I was, I was just going to say, you know, like the, with, just to go on with what was John was saying, you know, it's, I don't know that we want to stop or don't want to stop. I don't know that we can, right? Like I, you know, it, it has become such an addiction. And just one of the things that I looked at when we were, when I was writing this article was, you know, that, you know, people over the ages of 15 to the age of, I think it's 45, it's like 97% of people have a phone now, Right. So it's not like the days, I, the beard shows it, it's not like the 80s when we used to be able to pick up our phone and get the dial tone and, and call to our friends. Everybody now, I mean, when I go out on the road, I, I take two cell phones. Oh, my. That, that's, we're not going to comment on that. No, no, that's no. Almost, no that's exactly. a bad phone. Yeah. 
Yeah. But you know, we we go out, and and the thing is now we we've got all this social media, and you're such a divided. I mean, not to, and I don't want to get into politics here in any which way, shape, or form. Yeah. But we are so divided, and we get onto our social media, and then we've got to have that. You know, there's there's all those shows that are showing you, you know, the dopamine effect of of using all these likes and everything. So now all of a sudden you've got this phone sitting beside you, and you know, as we're talking. And not just as a personal person, but as a fleet, and and you send out you know a driver a text message or something like that, and you tell him you know don't don't read that text until you stop. It's pretty hard when he's sitting there, and it's an addiction. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's yeah. it's a human addiction that goes with it. You know, where they say um, just to read this off to you, you know, forty five percent of people check their phone every half an hour. Um, 56% have to check it before they go to bed. And personally, after I read all this, I decided to put my phone away an hour and a half before bed and it must go in a different room. Um, but my wife and my daughter cannot do the same thing. And yes, they have to have their phones before they go to bed or, you know, um, basically sleep with them, right? So it, it's, it's an addiction and that's the problem. Well, how many people Agreed. use their phone like I do? It's my alarm clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't do that. I, I'm similar to, to to Andrew. Where when I'm done with this, well, it, it stays in my office unless I'm out of the house uh, somewhere. I'll take it with me. But yeah, when come the end of the day, this stays in the office. It doesn't go out into the living room. It doesn't go in my bedroom. It stays do you, here. Do you have a house phone? No. No. Well, there's another side to this, Chris, where, you know, when people are sitting there using that phone that late at night and all that blue screen technology and everything, you know, it it limits their sleep to it. It deprives their sleep patterns and everything else like that. Then you have a much more fatigued driver the next day. And this is a um, something that just keeps compounding and rolling down the road. And, you know, it's not that. Again, I don't have statistics to say this, but it's not that I'm going out and seeing like a, a an extremely large amount of accidents that are caused by distracted driving or or whatever. But when I get into the client and I'm talking to them and I see things like rear-end collisions or if I see a trend, a lot of times you will find out that there's a big it it it, it embeds into that, right? And you know you can have that conversation with them on how to reduce that because of course even though right now the legislation is not like a criminal offense it can certainly get that way very quickly after the collision if it's severe enough perfect you say that because there's a lot of insurance providers now that are are looking at danger or uh, distracted driving as a major offense ranking up there with careless and dangerous driving so the title of my uh, article was uh, you know this is our new dui yeah, and that exactly. is Agreed. that is very much the way I look at it, especially when I'm out seeing a client, and if I see carrier profiles that will have uh, a listed name that, and it will say a handheld device on it or something of that nature. That's it's usually how I go and, and discuss it with them, and I treat it the same as a DUI. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, the, the and only so, difference I think between that and a DUI is. Is distracted driving's happening more happening more frequently than Correct. we catch? Yes. Um, yeah, the, the numbers do suggest that it was higher than you know the fatality rate and the accident rate is higher than um, uh, drinking and driving nowadays. Which, surprisingly enough, as adults, we still have a problem with. 
Yeah. Well, that's yeah. another. Well, and, and it, it's, it's another it, whole it's show of drinking and driving or yeah, exactly. substance abuse and driving. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, and the, the, the distracted driving aspect has taken a huge increase just since the pandemic alone. So 2019, 2020, uh, the stats have seen things, collisions increase because of the uh, distracted driving issues. You know, when when the pandemic started, everybody was at home. The highways were open. Yay, it's a free-for-all, you know. And, and I'm sure drivers thought, well, there's nobody out here. I can have a look at this. Nobody's going to bother me. But as you mentioned, Andrew, it's an addiction. So it doesn't stop when the traffic starts to build again. And, and, and you know, everywhere we go, everything seems to be filled with it, right? And there's a big misconception, too where people will say, you know, we've got Bluetooth technology in our car. We don't, or in our trucks, we don't have to use our phone. We can, you know, we can discuss things. As I, under, you know, and I understand that that's legal um, in most areas. And, you know, I can't speak for all of North America, but it, it's still distracted. You, you know, there's enough science out there to tell you and show you that that is not the way to go. You know, it's, we have to focus on, the road in front of us, the roads are more congested. Um, now that people are coming back, um, you know, well, maybe here in Alberta, but you know, people are more, sorry, as we're going back into a- We, we I don't want to get into politics now. Yes. Yeah. But that means, exactly. you know, now that we're in a COVID 4.0 boat here, we're a little bit closed off, but not much. Um, but you know, people are going back out the road. Um, and, and another thing that I've seen a lot this year too, with following social media, because I have paid my social media to follow trucking uh, pages, to follow you know uh, industry uh, related stuff more than anything else, right? So I can see what's going on in the industry. And I'm seeing a lot of new drivers, right? So when you and when you're out there and you're seeing all these people going, I'm going to go for my license tomorrow. I'm going to go for my license tomorrow. Yay! I just got my license. And, you know, as, a, as an active motorcyclist, we're also up with, uh, you know, fatal collisions. I think it's like 90% here in Alberta or something like that. And this year, it's just been like, you know, it, it felt like every second week we were getting an article saying that somebody else was, uh, you know, killed on the road right? because they're new and, and they're overriding and everything. But, you know, COVID has stopped people from, you know, going out and going to work every day or something like that. But they're, you know, they're getting into other things like they motorcycling or or driving or or things of that nature, right? So there's there's a lot of newness on there. Yeah, no, there's distracted driving is just that, and and I'm investigating an accident right now or a collision right now, and I'll tell you that um, in the event of a crash, they get your cell phone record. And they compare it, and in this case, they can't. Um, they can't pin it to the exact. the The driver was on the cell phone. It looks like approximately the same time as the crash. Mm. It is so close, um, but they can't pin it exactly and say that you were talking on the phone. And you're right, Andrew. This particular unit has uh, Bluetooth technology, so the mm. driver. Uh, legally was not breaking the law, perhaps the driver was distracted. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as, as we see the um, the litigations getting higher, and let's, you know, speaking of the United States, um, you know, with the, the nuclear verdicts and, and the one down in Florida now that's, I, I do believe it's like a billion dollars. Yeah. Um, yep, but that, that goes with 
that's distracted driving. There's there's a guy driving down the road on his phone. Um, I, I, if I do remember correctly, reading on that one, it's they did it's, they didn't specify. Yeah, they didn't specify what the distraction was, but they did say he was distracted because he didn't touch the brake pedal until one second before impact. Yeah. So, but it could have been anything. And he was traveling at 70 mile an hour on cruise control prior to that. So the assumption is he was probably on his phone. Well, and, and you're talking about the Quebec truck, correct? Yeah. Was yeah the one in Florida with the two, two carriers. Yeah. Yep. Well, a Quebec truck though is supposed to be governed at 105. So how in the heck yes. is he traveling at 70 is just throwing that? Oh out yeah. There. Yeah. Yep, yep. Because Quebec and Ontario are the only two jurisdictions yep. in North America, I believe, that yep. are have governing still. Governor. Yes. Yep. So, um, and it's 105, which is what, 62 yeah. and a half or something miles per hour? 63 miles per hour or something? No, uh, 65. 65? Okay. I'm not yep. good at that conversion yep. stuff, eh? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but 65. So he was traveling. He, I mean, he could have been going downhill. Uh, yep. Perhaps not a yep. lot of hills yep. in Florida, though, as I remember. No, not much. Especially at the top end, it was just outside of Jacksonville when it took place. Pretty flat out there. Yeah, so. so I don't know how he got up to seventy. It's a mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see about yeah, that. Yeah, but distracted driving isn't. That's you know that's yeah. that's the the hard part, right? Yeah. Well, you know, and I, I've said it many times to people that the faster you go over 55 mile an hour, the faster you go, the more you need to pay attention because things are moving very quickly. You know, it, it's it's happening well, faster than you ever thought it could. Well, there was a statistic in there that, uh, and, and again, it's, it's a neat one to, to know when you're doing 90 kilometers an hour and you, uh, you glance down at your phone, you basically, by the time you glance down and you come back up, um, mm-hmm. you've gone over the distance of a football field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The presentation I just did uh, uh, was uh, at 105 kilometers an hour. It's 30 meters or 96 feet. So yeah, three per seconds second. looking down, boom, you're past. Yeah. yeah. 96 feet per second at 105. Yeah. That's. So, I don't know how many that's, meters that's that is, lot. but it's a lot. 30. 30. And, and, and it is hard, too, because there's a lot of carriers. There's a lot of um, different different types of fleets, um, you know, that are running around today that are using the technology. So the technology is out there. We're going to have to, you know, somewhat learn to work within it, um, obviously, because, I mean, it's not going away. It's just advancing, um, you know, as, as your Tesla will suggest. Everything is advancing in that direction. Um, hopefully there's more safety features to come for those kinds of things. But, you know, there are little things that, um, uh, within policies that they can do. And, you know, I mean, if people are using it for GPS and all that kind of stuff and, you know, try to keep the text out, out of people's eyes, you know, try to keep it down to, you know, like a picture type thing, make sure that it's not in the spot where it's going to impede, you know, the forward facing of the, uh, the eyes through the, the windshield, um, you know, it, it, it can be audible so that they can call out the, uh, you know, there's there's something for you. Like when I'm riding my motorcycle and I'm going to a, a, a location, I do have a GPS on my motorbike. It will call out the location in my ears and my home because I'm going down the road. I don't physically have to look down at it. It will tell me 
you know, 600 meters, 700 meters, I'm going to make a right-hand turn on such and such a street. And, you know, you can be prepared. It will tell you what lane to be in and everything else like that. We just can't adjust those things while we're driving, right, which is the problem, and that's what we're seeing a lot of. Yeah, we got to wrap this up. I got one question, one more question that is related uh, to this distracted driving. We know that because you mentioned uh, advancements in technology, we know that mm -hmm. uh, dash cams, of course, are um, strongly, mm -hmm. I would say, urged by every insurance carrier. And I would mm -hmm. imagine Very. Uh, Aviva is no different yep. there. Um, how about driver facing dash cams? Because you mentioned my car. There was a software update recently uh, in, in my model of car. There is a camera facing the driver and it had never been turned on yet. And during a mm. software update, I got the option of turning on the interior camera. And mm. I said, yes, because it's mm -hmm. my opinion that should I crash, um, I won't be doing anything that I would be ashamed of or anything that was inappropriate. Therefore, I'm yeah. all in favor of driver-facing dash cam. Yep. So yep. full disclaimer. Nothing to hide. As a Sorry? As Nothing to hide. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. it is one of the things that I will promote when I'm with when I'm with the client. And it's not so much them promoting that because you know that the insurance company is telling me to do that. Um, you know, having a brother that has been one of Calgary's top traffic cops and, and getting to know the ins and outs of some of the things that they get to see and for a legal purpose and or, you know, like you said, if, if you're going down the road in this, uh, in an incident happens, and if you've got nothing to hide because you haven't done anything except drive a vehicle, you know, then it's great. But a lot of those cameras, too, also have the technology for the guys that are doing long haul yeah. that if they start to doze, it's going to send alert. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You know, it's not necessarily, and it's not spying on your privacy. It's not, mm -hmm. you know, doing the things that, of course, the conspiracy will throw out there. Um, it, it is there to help. It's, it's, it's an aid. It can aid, right? And, I mean, I wish I had that one when I was driving. You know, because, I mean, now i just got a car that tells me to stop, you know, and I've set it up that way. Um, but, uh, you know, a, a forward and, and driver-facing camera, I completely support. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, some of the new cameras, I don't have these. My customers have told me, though, that they have AI, artificial intelligence, mm -hmm. built into them and will send the safety department... A, an email saying, hey, it, it looks like the driver might be on mm -hmm. their cell phone. Yep. So, and then that gives the safety department um, uh, a clip to review to see if the uh, artificial mm -hmm. intelligence was correct. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. a number of different things, such as uh, driving, yeah. driving and uh, yeah. other inappropriate if I, items. If I could throw in there, um, some of that AI technology is actually ranked on a scorecard that the driver actually gets to see. So the number of head bobs you have or what looks like you're looking at your cell phone or something like that will help, will actually knock your score down. And I've actually heard the opposite effect where I've had some drivers come back to safety and go, um, I just bent over to scratch my head and it come up with a warning and said that I'm losing two points off my safety score because I thought I was looking at a phone when I wasn't, I was paying attention. So. But I think the safety officer at that opportunity has the ability to go in, look at it and go, no, that was not a distracted situation or a, a poor behavior uh, issue. And 
should be able to pull that back and go, no, no, he did nothing wrong, and, and score goes back up. But nobody should be afraid. I agree with both of you. Nobody should be afraid of a forward-facing dash camera unless you've got something to hide. You mean the driver-facing dash cam? Yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah. Yeah, unless the driver's got something to hide. That, and, you know, and, other than that, there should be no reason. I mean, I've yeah. heard from drivers, and they say, come on, Chris, you know, I'm in this truck for 11 hours or 13 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. uh, I sometimes do look at my phone. Mm -hmm. They've been honest. Be. And, you know, obviously I don't endorse it um, mm -hmm. because when I drove, I stopped at least four times. Yeah. You know, and at my elderly age now, it would probably be a few more than just four times, well, I'm telling you. But, but, but back in the day, Chris, we had to stop. We didn't have a cell phone. We had to find a pay phone to make a phone call yeah. called dispatch about that load. We didn't have one of these, yeah. you know, and even when I no, did, it wasn't so every morning. Yeah. yeah, you call in before this time and call before this time at the end of the day so we know where you are. This was all before technology. I was never distracted by a cell phone when I drove. Now, you had all the other stuff out the window. Oh, nice car. Oh, geez. Oh, that's a good sight. Oh, there's a crash. You know, oh, there's a billboard. You know, you had the other distractions you had to manage. Now you're adding this, and this is even worse because now this is in the cab, and then you got those infotainment centers, you've got GPS, you've got oh, mapping devices, all this stuff, and which we have to do a better job at managing. Well, as Andrew says, it's no different than booze. It's a distraction. Yep. Or sorry, it it's an addiction. Addiction, an addiction. Yep, exactly. So. Yep. But I'd like to say on this end, before we do wrap up, on, on the fleet end, okay, with the safety people, they get a little bit cranky at times when I go in and I, and I, and I stress on it and, you know, um, because it's one of those things that it hasn't happened to me. Right. So, you know, I, I'd like to just throw out there to the guys, you know, the safety people to the drivers too. have a good look at your driver policy and just make sure that you're, you know, that you're up to date and that you are, you know, describing exactly what distracting driving is. Not everybody does understand it. Common sense isn't there until it's taught. So we have to be the leaders in this area and go out and do such a thing for them and, and spell it out. And that's fair. Um, but, you know, when I go and I look through a safety policy and I see, you know, two sentences that say you can't use your phone while you're driving. That doesn't describe distracted driving. Right? It doesn't give the driver a sense of, you know, and if he's going down the road and something else happens and he has a severe collision and he's you know, in, uh, been charged with, uh, you know, a criminal offense of some kind, um, because of it, then, you know, I, I think it's just something that on, on our end of safety people, we've got to deliver that message a lot stronger and yep. be a lot more aware of the problem that it is. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Mr. Well, Stacy of Aviva insurance. Yeah. Well said. Good stuff. All right. With that, any last words? Go ahead, Andrew. I was going to say, any last words, Andrew? I'm I'm good. I, I think I just babbled that last part off there. So I, I got my, my point out that I really want to do. And, you know, I'm going to continue working with the clients as I go out there and make sure that they get it and understand it. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, the yeah. one thing I'd throw in at the end, it's not that the safety people or the truck drivers don't appreciate or are... Um, stupid let, let me say it that way no. uh, and we, we 
the three of us who all have worked for insurance companies and Andrew, you still are there, um, are so knowledgeable. That's not what we're trying to say. The difference is the three of us have got to see some horrendous wrecks mm -hmm. working with the different claims departments. And we're certainly, or at least speaking for me, I'm no smarter mm -hmm. than anybody else out there. It mm -hmm. just, I've got different knowledge yep. that I've seen and been part of. And my God, it's changed my behavior. And if yeah, I can absolutely. pass yeah. that on to other people, you know, yep. that knowledge, it would change their behavior, I'm sure too. Yeah. Uh, it's just that, as you said, you mentioned common sense, Andrew. It's just, once you've seen it enough times, you go, oh my God, this has yeah. got to stop. Yeah. Well, Andrew, Andrew had a good phrase there when he said that the customer said it hasn't happened to them yet. Well, yeah. the problem mm -hmm. is, it's no longer if it'll happen, it's when it'll happen. The, the numbers are so high now, it's gonna to happen to everybody sooner or later. You don't know when, you can't predict it, you can't say when, you can't even say, oh, that'll never happen to me because then it will happen sooner. But it's, it's this is crazy, it's gotten out of hand and, and we all have to do a better job of managing it. So, and I would agree with you, Chris, it's changed my behavior in the last 10 years because I see so much of it, as, as uh, Andrew said, you know, on his motorcycle, he sees so much of it. He's got to be hyper aware of what's going on because of the people around him. You know, I drive a classic car. I'm super hyper when I'm around people because don't ding my car. It's not worth a lot of money, but I can't replace it. Yep. Andrew, last word. I'm classic. I can't be replaced. Right? So that's, that's <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're all classics. <laughs> Beautiful. With that, to our viewers and our listeners, thanks for listening to the Unnamed Podcast as of right now. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for uh, joining us for the interview this week with Andrew Stacy of Aviva Insurance. Hope, hopefully you enjoyed it. Give us a like and a uh, comment if you are enjoying the content of the show. And join us again next week for another interview. Thanks so much. The Trucking Risk and Insurance Podcast is out.